You're listening to Once, episode 278, season 6B Spoilers. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Hunter Hathaway. And oh my gosh, it's been a while. It's been so long. It's been, it's a, been quite like a while. three months. <laughs> yeah. I hope everybody's doing really well. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot to share with you today. We do. We decided we really needed to have a podcast to get out some spoilers because it was getting to the point where the notes were going on forever. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's get started. We have a lot of episode titles. We do. Um, We had a lot beforehand, but we can go through and remind you what they are. Yeah, we think that's probably a good idea because maybe you've forgotten in the, you know, two and a half months that we've been off. And we've been talking about episode titles since long before that, too. Yeah. So it's been like three or four months since you've heard some of these titles. First up, we have our spring premiere, which will air on March 5th at 8 p.m., episode 611, Tougher Than the Rest, written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. Episode 612, Murder Most Foul, written by Jerome Schwartz and Jane Epsonson. Is this one charming-centric? I believe so. I do believe so. And we'll kind of talk about a casting news that led me to believe that. But I do believe this is the episode where we'll find out who killed Charming's father, slash, is he really dead? No, he's not dead because no one's dead in this show. Yeah, exactly. Because it could be in the alternate universe. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Episode 613, Ill-Boding Patterns, written by Andrew Chambliss and Dana Horgan. That's a very weird title. Yeah. Some people are thinking that maybe it was taken from a passage in the epic Beowulf, which reads, The Iron Blade, with its ill-boding patterns, has been tempered in blood. Ooh, fun. So, you know, fun episode right there. Yeah, really. 614, page 23, written by David H. Goodman and Bridget Hales. This is Sean McGuire's last appearance as Robin Hood. Yes, That's sad. There's a bit of a popular theory that Robin will return to the Wish Realm with the Evil Queen, and maybe they're going to go live happily ever after or something, which is kind of smart of the writers. It's a way to give Outlaw Queen a happily ever after, even if it's not Regina and Robin. Yeah. It's going to be strange. Yeah. Episode 615, A Wondrous Place, written by Jane Epsonson and Jerome Schwartz. This is a Jasmine and Aladdin-centric episode. It's also How did you get that? The... I'm kidding. Oh. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, A really? Wondrous Place for you and me? Come like, on. Do you want me to sing? Because nobody really <laughs> wants me to sing, but if I have to sing, I'll sing. It's like, how did you come up with Jeez, this did... Jasmine and Aladdin episode? I know. Shocking, right? Um, it is also part of a quote epic captain swan adventure Uh, this has been talked about by adam and eddie a little bit so it will probably be the episode that answers the questions about agrabah and jafar in an interview with entertainment weekly eddie did say that where agrabah went why it went what happened and where's jafar will all be shown not just said but shown in an episode in the middle of the run coming up So that is probably this episode. We're going to get a lot of answers about what happened to Agrabah. 
Well, it's about time. Yep. We need to know. Episode 616, Mother's Little Helper, story by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, and the teleplay by Paul Karp. This is the first time I'm seeing that. Yeah, so this is actually only the second time in Once Upon a Time's history that Adam and Eddie have come up with a story, but someone else wrote it. The other one was in season one, um, I believe episode 10, 8, well, 15 a.m. Well, that's why I don't know it, because I wasn't doing this in season one. <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be a Gideon Rumpel Black Fairy story. Yes, that's what I believe. Kind of, kind of fun. And we did just see that set photo too. Oh yeah, of Rumpel and the Black Fairy. So yep, could be filming that episode six seventeen. Awake, written by Andrew Chambliss and Lee Fong, and I think this is a snowing centric. Okay. When they were filming this episode, there were a lot of shots of snow and charming. And it's really the first time we've seen snow up and awake and doing stuff. Really the first time this entire arc. So I think it's about the curse being broken and snow probably waking up and realizing what's going on. And then finally, we have episode 618, Where Bluebirds Fly, written by David H. Goodman and Bridget Hales. And... Maybe Zelina-centric? Yeah, I think it's a Zelina-centric. I'm not sure what other story they're going to tell with her because she's been kind of quiet all year. She didn't have too much to do. So I don't really know what it's about, but it's probably a Zelina-centric. Okay, let's move on to lots of casting news. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a lot. We've got returning, we've got new, we've got casting calls. Yep. So in the returning category, we have Patrick Fischler is returning as Isaac Heller, who you'll remember from season four. He was the author before Henry, and he's been locked up in jail since season four. Yes. And then we have Isabella Blake Thomas, who's returning as young Zelina. Yeah. She returned way before this episode that is probably a Zelina-centric, 618. So I really don't know like when she's returning or why she's returning. Maybe with the, no, I was going to say we've got some other young people coming up, but maybe in 613? Maybe? I don't know. Because you know that person is connected to everyone. Uh That family is connected to everyone. So maybe, I don't know. Also returning, we have Rose McIver will be back as Tinkerbell. We haven't seen her in about three years. I know. She's kind of just been fluttering around. Yeah, and Adam and Eddie told TV Line that Tinkerbell was integral to Regina discovering her destiny with Robin Hood. So it only stands to reason that with Sean McGuire's return to the show, our favorite fairy would pop back in for a visit. And I think it's probably going to happen around episode uh, 614, which is page 23. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. To help, like, with their storyline. Yes. It- Like, she's there being, oh, you do end up together, but not in this realm. And finally, is that her final one? Yes. Our final returning is Joanna Garcia Swisher and Gil McKinney. And they're returning as Ariel and Prince Eric in episode 615. Yeah, which is that Jasmine and Aladdin-centric. So it's going to be a big-time princess team up because ariel will return and meet princess jasmine and they're going to join forces with hook and emma uh, to go on an adventure to find agrabah and everything that happened to it 
That's exciting. I kind of, I really like Joanna Garcia Swisher as an actress, so I'm really excited to see her back. I like her version of Ariel quite a bit, so I'm excited to have her back. Yeah, me too. Okay, so we've got some new people coming to town. Yeah, David Cubitt has been cast as Robert Charming for episode 612, and that's why we think that episode is a Charming-centric, because that's um, the man who we playing Charming's father. So I bet we're going to learn what happened to him in that episode. Then we've got Brandon Spink who will be play young Balfire in episode 613. And that's kind of why I think young Zelina will be in that episode too. Maybe. I mean, there is, you know, like 200 year difference between young Balefire and young Zelina. I mean, it, well, they, it could work they, because it's this show, but no. Cause remember he doesn't, he, when he's kind of young, he still goes through the portal. Well, yeah, but he goes to London. Zelina can go there too. Come on. It's once upon a time. They can make anything work. And everyone's related to everyone. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> um, but that does also lead me to think that episode 613 might be something to do with Rumpelstiltskin since they're bringing okay. on another young Bale fire. Because obviously Dylan Schmidt, who usually plays young Bay, is like 19 now and just can't do it. Yeah, he can't do it unless they're doing an older flashback, like an older Bay flashback. Yeah. And then we have Farron Tahrir, who will be back as Captain Nemo in episode 14. And maybe a few more episodes. Yeah, maybe. It's It wasn't quite clear. It definitely said episode 14, and maybe a few more. <laughs> so we do have a casting call came out for Tiger Lily. This will be a recurring character starting with episode 17, and she's described as a force to be reckoned with, determined and resourceful. She's the kind of woman who will risk her life to save yours, and she'll do it even quicker if it benefits her. Beneath Tiger Lily's tough exterior is someone who isn't afraid to accept help, even if she's reluctant to ask for it. So they're seeking a Native American actress in her late 20s to early 30s to fill the role. Yes. So they have cast the role of Tiger Lily. Native American actress Sarah Tomko, who was previously in The Sun, has been tapped to play her, the princess of the Piccaninny tribe, for at least two episodes. And that's bad news for a former resident of Neverland. Adam and Eddie tease that as Captain Hook continues on his path to redemption, his dark past is never far away. He's left a long line of adversaries, and Tiger Lily is the latest to return and complicate his efforts to leave that past behind. So, obviously, not a happy reunion. No. Did they ever really have that much problems in the actual story, Captain Hook? And Tiger Lily, are they going to write something in? I don't remember there being that much of a interaction between the two in the movies. Well, I know that Tiger Lily was very fond of Peter Pan, but... You know, Peter Pan was also a sociopath in Once Upon a Time, so who knows? <laughs> but in the Disney film, and this might be a part of Barry's original work. It's been way too long since I've read it. But Captain Hook does kidnap the Princess Tiger Lily and, like, hold oh, her hostage. Right. Oh, wow. I am so missing that whole part. Yeah. There's a scene of it, too, in the Peter Pan ride at Disney, and we were just on that. <laughs> So, yes, it, it's possible that maybe Hook kidnapped Tiger Lily, held her hostage for something. I don't know. They could go that route or it could be something completely different. I'm not quite sure how she got to Storybrooke. She came through a portable with a magic bean. All right. Well, 
<laughs> Why not? Everybody's got magic beans. Uh, yeah, because they're so rare that everyone has them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let's move on to some filming shots. We've we've got quite a bit. We do. Um, we're going to just kind of go through each episode here. So for episode 312, there were a lot of shots of Lana, Sean, and Will Travel, who plays the sheriff, sheriff of, of Nottingham. Nottingham. And they were all in Steveson, so they're outside in Storybrooke. Um, of course, Regina is bringing Robin Hood back to Storybrooke. We had talked about that quite a bit when they were filming these these episodes um, before they went on break. Break, yeah. For episode 614, we do have lots of shots of the Evil Queen. We can't tell if they were flashback or if they're present day because a lot of them are taking place out in the woods. But we now have this wish realm and apparently maybe the ability to go there. So it could be a flashback. It could be present day. It could be present day in Storybrooke or it could be present day in the Wish Realm. It's just we have no clue. Yeah. And, you know, when we left the Evil Queen, she had just been turned into a snake. So either she's de-snaked or it's a flashback. I I really don't know. (laughs) But we haven't (laughs) seen the Evil Queen since then. I suppose is the best way to say it. Um, in future filming shots, I have yet to see a present day evil queen. So take that for what you will. Okay, so we have episode six sixteen slash six seventeen. We've got Rumple and the Black Fairy and Storybrooke. Yes, and it wasn't a super clear picture of the Black Fairy's outfit. No, it wasn't. But it does look like maybe it's a long black dress. You know us in clothes. We can tell you if right. we like something she's, or not. She's not wearing what the blue fairy wore. I'll at least say that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a jellyfish dress. And I couldn't tell if she was wearing a hat or if her hair is done up in some sort of crazy manner. Because it looks like a witch's hat, like a spiral. I don't know. I just remember looking at it going, is that a hat or okay, is I'm she trying having to remember a bad back hair day? to the last episode she was in. In the last yeah. episode, I think her hair was her, it was like horns, kind of like a Maleficent. Well, let's see. Okay, yeah. So her hair was kind of down, but it's also got all these crazy feathers all around it. And she's wearing like one of those, I don't know, 1920s headpieces, like with a jewel in the center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like a little flapper yeah. headband. So I don't know what's going on with her hair in the current pictures, guys. I don't know. <laughs> but it definitely gave me pause because I was just like, what did they do? <laughs> and then we have these shots of these, I don't know, people at first thought they were the Lost Boys. But then the more we saw them, people started calling them Vikings. They look like they're Vikings. Yeah, They're really strange. I have no idea. None. <laughs> like, normally I can try and theorize something. I have no idea. None. Tell us what you really think. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that history actually films the show Vikings in, like, Ireland. So it's not a weird crossover or anything. I have no idea. <laughs> and then we also see Snow out in Storybrooke for the first time in forever. I As soon as I read that note in my head, I was like, she's going to sing the song. <laughs> For the first time in forever, there'll be music, there'll be light. Sorry. 
<laughs> so we see her interacting with Regina, throwing flowers away. I'm guessing she's like, I'm back and I'm going to just start cleaning everything. Well, maybe. Because here's the weird thing. People on set, when asked about these scenes that we saw, said they were all Storybrooke flashbacks. <laughs> And I don't know if that means, like, the curse years. I don't know if it means something from season one that we never saw. I have no idea. But it it would be weird because they didn't really put in any kind of effort to make them look like they did back in season one and during the curse years. We would need wigs for both Snow and Regina. The library was not boarded up, which it was all during the curse and then during season one. So, yeah, a lot of this is just me going, I don't know. Now, I know she's been asleep because of her maternity leave. Is she back, I'm going to guess, then? I would think so. I think Jenny is officially back. I think this episode that they were filming these these shots for is the awake episode. So I think Snow's probably going to wake up for good and probably be back permanently. David will probably be like, I'm tired of being the one doing everything. Here, your turn. (laughs) Wake up. Your turn, dear. (laughs) Okay, so we have episode 618, and Zelina's all wicked witched out. Yep, green skin and everything. Again, it it looks like it's probably a flashback, but I don't know what story they're going to tell with her. Okay. And then we just got a lot of shots of just various people standing around. Right, nothing too revealing. Um, You know, it's kind of those actors are around, they're on set. It's nice to know who's filming that day. All the actors have been around at some point since we've been on hiatus. You know, Bobby and Emily have been filming a lot. Um, Giles Matthew, who plays Gideon, has, of course, been around quite a bit. Dennis Ockdennis, who plays Aladdin, and Karen David, who plays Jasmine, came back for their their big episode, and then they did leave. Supposedly, they are going to come back in maybe another few weeks to film something else, but we haven't seen them in a while. But all our regulars are there. Yeah, and a lot of these shots, I'm always like, ooh, shots, sweet, let's see what they are. And it's literally everyone just standing around. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, people, get some good stuff. <laughs> well, that was a great segue, because speaking of good stuff, how about we talk about the <laughs> the sort of jaw-dropping, really, are they going there news that we got just a few weeks ago? Yeah. So I kind of did a little bit of prep to it when I sang that few bars. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so um, it looks like we're going to get a musical yeah. episode. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> um, it first came out as some rumors from TV Line that Once Upon a Time was going to plan this musical episode to air in the spring. It was later confirmed at uh, a convention that Adam, Eddie, Jennifer Morrison, and Colin O'Donohue went to that they are, in fact, doing a musical episode. It's going to air probably in May, close to the end of the season. Because they need lots of time to prep and make music and (laughs) record. And there's a lot that goes into these musical episodes. Yeah. I mean, Joss Whedon basically took off all of season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in order to just do this one episode. So, Which is by far an amazing episode. If you haven't watched Once More with Feeling, go watch it. If you haven't watched Once More with Feeling, I really need to know what you're doing with your life because I don't understand how people haven't seen it. Well, there's a lot of people, if you think about it, that are not as old as us that's just an excuse it's on netflix guys (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they have not actually filmed this episode yet. It is all original songs, so it won't be the Disney ones. You're not going to have Snow White singing something from the Disney version of Snow White. No one knows who is actually singing yet. There are some theories that we're probably going to have Jennifer Morrison and Colin singing some kind of Captain Swan ballad. We'll probably have a family song, maybe with Emma, Snow, Charming, Regina. And my personal theory is that we'll probably have a Regina solo or something. Yeah. The only people I can't see singing are Bobby Carlyle, because anytime a musical episode has come up in the past, he kind of shies away from it. And okay. Emily DeRaven, who plays Belle, um, there's a story I remember from Lost that they wanted her character, Claire, to sing a little bit in an episode, and they really had to fight with Emily in order to get her to want to do it. So I can't really see Belle singing either. I really hope they bring in some extra people for this episode, and one person yeah. in particular. We have seen him before in Storybrooke. Oh, who's Cotton that? Elk. Spike. Oh. <laughs> sure. Mordred can come up from the uh, from the underworld, and he can sing. He's got an amazing voice, though, and he I'm does. sorry. I'm going back to Once More with Feeling, that is the end when he's singing is one of my favorite songs and I have it on my running mix and everything. I so agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so I would love it if they brought him back. But the other thing that I think might happen is they would be very foolish to not bring Karen David back for this episode. Um, of course, she played Princess Isabella in Gallivant, one of our favorite shows that we reviewed both seasons of on this podcast. So mm -hmm. to not have her come in and do something would just be silly of them. Because she also has an amazing oh, voice. Oh, she has an incredible voice. If you haven't watched Gallivant, it's on Netflix. You have about a month until Once Upon a Time returns. Trust me, you can get caught up on Gallivant. And it is hilarious. You will be laughing and singing those songs right away. Yep. Okay. So that's the so, that's the really big news. Now back to yeah, some of our more back normal to our stuff. regularly scheduled news. <laughs> so EW had a hot seat, and we all love hot seats. Oh, so much. <laughs> the answers are yes, no. We hope so. You'll have to watch and find out. Yeah. the uh, The notes for our hot seat keep getting smaller and smaller every single time we have <laughs> these because we're just like we're not even going to talk about them really. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Will Mulan ever get her happy ending? We sure hope so. That well, That's great. But seeing as how Jamie Chung kind of went off to Gotham to play over there, my guess is no. Yeah. So um, will we find out why Regina's heart is still black despite being split from the evil queen? Eddie Kitsa says, yeah, we're actually going to fully get into what we've posted um, – or sorry, what we've posed – which is you can separate the good from the bad, the dark from the light, or is it something that's inside us that we have to live with and deal with? And Adam goes, the condition of Regina's heart becomes very important. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad they're going to answer that because that was kind of baffling. Yeah. And how about will an important character really die without coming back? Do you want to read the answer to this? Yeah. Eddie's answer to this <laughs> is yes or no. Can't say. Which so, is basically, in sum, why Hunter and I have uh, grown to really dislike hot seeds. Yes. But <laughs> that is kind of a, a segue into 
one of the next big pieces of news, which is the contract conversation. Oh, yes. So at the end of this year, all the original cast members, which would be Emma, Regina, Henry, Rumpel, Snow, and Charming, all their contracts are going to be up. And both Jennifer Morrison and Robert Carlyle have been talking with some of the press about this situation and what they plan on doing. Um, Rumpel, Bobby Carlyle, who I think everybody had pegged as probably wanting to leave – has said that he really needs to consider this because his family moved over from Scotland to Vancouver, you know, back in like season two when it was very obvious the show was going to be a hit. He got mm-hmm. that five-year contract pretty much right out of the gate. And so he moved his his kids over here and they now are in school. They've got friends. They've got a life. And that seems to be what Bobby is considering more than wanting to stay and play Rumple for however much longer. Yeah, like, because probably if someone was hearing this and they've got a show that they want him for and he's they're filming in there, you know, and he wants that part, it could go either way. Yeah, you know. Like, he's more concerned with staying in Vancouver than... For his kids, yeah. And, you know, you read some of Bobby's other interviews. He's very much called to do independent film work. He loves doing those independent kind of artsy movies, but... You know, he has said in the past it doesn't necessarily pay all that well. So, right, a, a full time don't have a huge budget. Yeah. So, a full time gig on a major network TV show does. So, that is something that he's probably considering. I still think he might leave. He might reappear as a guest every now and then. But I, because I mean, seriously, how do you have the show without Rumble, who is so connected to everybody? Yeah, but. I, I kind of think Bobby's very much ready to move on, but we'll have to see which way that swings. I guess we'll find out in May. And then Jennifer Morrison. Or we might not find out in May, because you know how many times people go leave the show for the season and you still don't know until, like, right before the new episodes start filming. That's true. I mean, I would kind of hope that either ABC or Adam and Eddie would say, you know, it was an honor to work with him for so long. You know, they created Rumpelstiltskin thinking of Robert Carlyle. They they didn't imagine for a thousand years they would ever get Bobby to play Rumpel, but they they conceived of Rumpelstiltskin as Bobby Carlyle. So I would hope that they would, I guess, put fans out of their misery and be like, yes, he is leaving. We wish him well. You know, it was an honor. But yeah. And then Jennifer Morrison has said in a recent podcast that she doesn't have it in her to do the show forever. And a lot of her new passion in her work has gone toward directing. She really likes directing, but she is very much attached to Emma Swan. She wants to see the character through to the end. So I do think she's going to re-sign her contract. Yeah. I mean, personally, just my opinion, I don't think the show has that many more seasons left. I think it has one season left. So just even re-signing a contract and know you're getting paid for the next year. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, because at this point... Like, it, yes, you can love directing, but if for the next year, you can still bank some money and put it away. Yeah, so especially because pilot season has started in Los Angeles and Hollywood and all those places. You know, networks are getting scripts of pilots. They're deciding what they want to be allowed to shoot. They're looking for actors for all of that. Meanwhile, all our actors are currently tied down to another show that still has to film. So it it would probably be 
a little bit before they were allowed to go get a new gig. So I do think they'll probably end up all signing their contract again, except maybe Bobby. Bobby's a wild card. <laughs> but so do we have a new direction for the next season? Yeah, this was a little bit of an interesting um, interview that came out with not only Adam and Eddie, but also the president of ABC, Marin Dungy, who said that Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis would be looking for a seventh season to be a springboard in a new direction from a narrative standpoint, which doesn't necessarily mean that we're not bringing the cast back. It's just how do you kind of hit the reset button in a way that gives you opportunity to expand the stories that we're telling, which in my mind makes it seem as though Adam and Eddie have sat down with the president of ABC and all the, you know, major big wigs and have kind of said, we know we're reaching our close, but maybe resetting the show a little bit will give it some new life. And I don't know. I mean, some people are saying that maybe Jenny and Josh do want to leave. They now have two kids. They've got two kids now, you know, and they're young. And I just know they probably having a hard time whenever they have to go to work and leave them with the banana or something like that. Um, you know, Jenny seems to uh, be okay taking off longer periods without working on the show, whether it's for a, a film, like when she had to do Zootopia press tour, or when she was uh, pregnant with her second child and then delivered the baby. Um, you know, Emily's got a child now. Mm-hmm. So it it's kind of interesting that they're thinking about how to refocus the story, maybe in a completely different way. But I still think season seven is going to be the end. I mean, they could probably – it would be really cool if they started following Henry as the author. Yeah. And going to the different stories and stuff and seeing those, how they how it all plays out. Yeah. You know, they've obviously got something in mind. So maybe as we get closer to the finale and we start seeing where the story is going, maybe we'll get a, a bit of a clue. Okay. So TV Line came to – Adam and Eddie with a question from Sabrina, who is a fan of the show. She goes, I know I'm not the only one who caught the dragon mentioning a daughter in Once Upon a Time, Episode 8. Have the showrunners said anything lately about when Lily and Maleficent will be back? Or whether Emma will keep her promise to help Lily find her father? So, in a word, the answer is no. That dragon has nothing to do with the mystery of Lily's father. We have high hopes to revisit that story in season six, Eddie shared, but we just won't get to it. So we're kind of still in the dark about Lily's father. Maybe that'll be Emma's mission in season seven. Maybe. I think the longer they stay away from it, the less likely it is that they're actually going to get to it. You know, Lily appeared not, not for a long time, you know, and she was barely in season... Uh, for as is, but I don't think we're ever actually going to get to it, which is disappointing. But then it also, like, why would they randomly write a line about the dragon, the actual dragon that we've seen since season two, having a daughter and then nothing comes of it? Like, that's just one of those things that's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Or storylines that are started that never go anywhere. That just so frustrating for us fans. Yeah. So a quick word then on just scheduling for season 6B. We will probably have 10 straight episodes with a two-hour finale. It will be uninterrupted, meaning that we will be getting an episode on Easter Sunday like we did last year. 
Yay, something to watch at night. Yes. <laughs> no one does anything new on Easter night. Well, I'm sure neither do our heroes or our Patreon supporters. Ooh, which, look at you. Uh, that was a terrible segue, and Daniel can do so much better, but maybe mine was less cheesy. Yeah, but you know what? He will never know, because you know he won't ever <laughs> listen to this right. episode. Right, he, he will never listen to this episode. But I did listen to this part. <laughs> But this podcast, who people who are listening to this episode, is sponsored by our wonderful heroes. For this episode, we would like to thank Lisa Slack, Lisa R., Amy Catalier, Marianne Lavati, Arianne Nunley, Greg Shope, Joe Sherrod, our new hero, Deb Blissick, and our 22 heroes on Patreon. We could not host this podcast without your help, so thank you very, very, very much. Yes. Thank you to allow us to keep doing this. Okay, let's move on to what you are all waiting for. Yeah. So a bit of a heads up. We're going to run through all the normal stuff that we get for each episode, like the synopsis, the guest stars, photos. But the episode that will be airing on March 5th, episode 611, Tougher Than the Rest, was screened at a convention down in Atlanta about a week ago. And we're going to tell you everything about it. So if you... I wish I had known, because Atlanta's only a couple hours from me. I still would have gone. Oh, yeah, you should have gone. But... Um, I didn't even think of it. If you don't want to hear that much in depth, you'll probably know when it's okay to turn off the podcast. <laughs> but for those of you that do, we're going to pretty much spoil the majority of this episode. So episode 611, Tougher Than the Rest. With Snow still asleep in Storybrooke, David and Huck race to stop Gideon before he can confront Emma. Gideon makes a startling confession to Belle and Gold about his whereabouts while he was missing. Meanwhile, Regina struggles with the realization that everyone, perhaps even Robin, is better off in the alternate world where the evil queen was defeated. And when Emma inspires a familiar face to help her and Regina return home, she discovers the power to change her fate. Written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Billy Gerhardt. We have several guest stars for this episode. Of course, we yeah. have Sean McGuire as Robin Hood. Yay! Finally, at long last, even though he was teased back at like the beginning of season 6A, Ian Bailey is back as Pinocchio slash August. Yay! We do have Giles Matthew as Gideon. Uh. Will... <laughs> That's right, Lucas. <laughs> uh, Will Travel as the Sheriff of Nottingham. McKenna Grace as young Emma. Rustin Gursick as young Pinocchio. Uh, that's another new actor to play Pinocchio. Nancy uh -huh. Civic as Helen and Galen Egan as bar patron. Yeah. We got a promo. Didn't say much of anything. It did not. And we haven't actually gotten a new one yet either. I suspect ABC is going to hold off for maybe another week or so, maybe until the Oscars. Yeah, this one was the one that we saw at the end of the last half of the season. Yes. So it starts with Gold saying, a war is coming to Storybrooke. Everything will collide. Dun, dun, so, dun. Yeah. Belle knows her son is there to kill Emma. Why she doesn't stop him, I don't know. <laughs> and it looks like Regina wants to bring Robin back with her by asking if he was willing to take a chance on a new story. And it ends with the an engagement ring. Yes. And we don't know who the engagement ring is from. I, it's just I, a ring in a box. I mean, I think we can guess. <laughs> oh, I know. But I mean, 
watch them change it on us. Sure, sure. I mean, but Belle and Rumple are definitely not in a place where they are going to renew their vows or anything. Snow and Charmin are already married. Um, this this really isn't Robin Hood that we knew him, so I don't think it's Regina and Robin. This really only leaves one couple left. Emma and Hook. Yeah, so it's probably Emma and Hook. I think they've been foreshadowing an engagement for about a year ever since Hook gave her that ring that she's been wearing around her neck. So that's my guess, but I don't know when that episode would happen. I really don't. So we, of course, did get our photos. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are in the wish realm. Regina is in her normal clothes, and Emma still has on that really beautiful white hood that she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And we see August. Yay! I think and it looks like he's, he's making toys. Making toys, yeah. And did you notice in one of the shots with August making toys, there's a giant red dragon? Yes, I did. That's why I'm like, and his. if you look at his clothes, they're kind of like Asian-inspired. Mm-hmm. Because I remember seeing this photo. They actually teased this photo a while back. Yeah, they did. And yeah, and I kept noticing. I'm like, well, there's a dragon and it looks like Asian clothes. I guess before we knew about the Wish Realm. So I'm like, where is he? So, yeah. And then we do have quite a number of pictures of Rumple and Belle Mm -hmm. and Gideon dressed in the black cloak. It looks like the scene that we left off. Um, with them where Gideon enters gold shop and says, you know, hello, mom. Hello, dad. And he's got that weird, like they kept taking pictures of Gideon, like looking underneath the hood type thing. And there's some with an evil smile. Some of them just growling ish. Yeah. It was kind of weird. And we do see Robin. Yes. And we see the sheriff of Nottingham. Mm-hmm. And then the last one in Storybrooke is we just see a still of Henry. So, you know, he's there. As yep. always. He's just in the background. Getting too tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but lucky for everyone out there, we have two script teases. Woohoo! So do you want to do the first one or the second one? I will do the first one. Okay. I'm going to be playing Emma. Yes. And here I go. <clears throat> it's Emma. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, riveting. Totally riveting. And then, then the next one, I'm going to be Hook. We're going to do everything to stop him. Okay. Probably you talking about anything Gideon. out of these. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Unless a new big bad comes in. Sure. Let's just let's just have Gideon and let's have the Black Fairy and maybe Jafar. And let's just well, no, bring on another one. Well, stop him. We'll just, what about the Sheriff of Nottingham? We'll bring them all on together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to... We have a lot of interviews. We have a lot of interviews, and then we'll get to the rest of the episode. The first interview is with Once Upon a Fan, and for those of you that don't know, that is a website that will be shutting down, if I remember correctly. It is shutting down, yeah. They have decided to uh, to stop their website and whatever else they were doing with it at the end of this season. Okay guess i can take them off my list of news sites <laughs> <laughs> so they asked snow queen and king david revealed that the wish version of the evil queen has been defeated she was banished with no hope of returning but they specifically said banished and not killed so does that mean that there's an elderly version of the evil queen hobbling around somewhere which is a good question. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Eddie Kitsa says there really is. And whether that's in a castle, on an island, or somewhere else, there's an old evil queen out there. 
So there's someone out there. Yeah. And they they did ask if we would see her. And of course, never say never. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of get the feeling we won't because we're not going to be spending that much time in the wish realm. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> and then this one was funny. Are there any other characters that you can tease that might get the AARP treatment? Eddie says, I will say that we know that we're going to meet Hook. We are absolutely going to see what happened to Belle in the Wish Realm. In fact, it's in the premiere. We also had an interview with TV Guide, and they asked, will we see a lot more of the Black Fairy in the second half of the season? And Eddie said, yep, we're going to see it all. See it all? Like all of her? No. (laughs) Okay. And then they also asked, now that we know Gideon is under the hood and he may be the person that kills Emma, will that cause any tension between her and Belle? And Eddie said, it's going to cause tension between all of them. What we sometimes forget is that Gold is actually Henry's grandpa. No one has forgotten that. (laughs) Because he is related to everyone. No one has forgotten that Henry and Rumpel are uh, grandson and grandfather, except maybe the writers. But... (laughs) We remember. <laughs> and they're all weirdly tied together. Yeah, no kidding. I think that you have Rumple and Belle looking out for their child, and you're going to have the Charmings looking out for Emma. I would say the family is going to be divided. You think? I'm sorry. I just, that was very, like, really? They couldn't have said something different? Because, of course, they're going to be divided. Belle is going to go for her son. You, there has to be, she's going to say, there has to be some reason why she kills Emma. Mm-hmm. Why he kills Emma. And it's justifiable. Because it's her son. Yeah. I mean, for them to not be divided over this issue would be f- pretty strange. Yeah. So, good. They understand human emotions, I guess. So to go along with that one, there was another interview. Um, I'm not sure where this one was from, but they asked, why would Gideon want to kill the savior? And Adam says, that's a great question. And that's exactly the question we hope the uh, audience is asking is why would he want to kill the savior? And that becomes a launching off point for a lot of the storytelling of the second half. Mm -hmm. So we don't ever learn why he wants to kill her. Well... (laughs) Hold on to that thought, because if you listen all the way through this podcast, you will learn. <laughs> right. No, but I'm just saying, like, the answers. I hate the answers. Oh, I know. It's like, just watch and see, guys. Well, we want to know now. <laughs> We're impatient. And then the next question was all about Rumple and how he reunites with Belle. And they mentioned that there's this dark realm where the Black Fairy has taken their son. Time doesn't work there, right? What can you tease of this realm that we're going there in the back half of the season? And Adam goes, I think that's what you just described as the tease for the realm. And it sounds like it's a dark place. It sounds like things work in a screwy way there. And then this has the, and it has the black fairy there. Okay, Adam, we get it. You're not going to answer the question. (laughs) Right? Like he just, there's no response. So we know time works funky there. And we know that the black fairy's there. Yeah. And I mean, he he did say we intend to explore what that realm is and see a little bit more of it and learn more about the Black Fairy as we go forward. Without giving away too much, it's safe to bet that to say we will be seeing more of the Black Fairy and more of where she came from and why she's doing the things that she is doing. Yes. And of course, we we, we know she's going to be around. Yes. And we know that time works weird because Gideon shows up and he's an adult. Yes. Yeah, right? All right. So... 
If you do not want to know anything else about the spring premiere, go ahead, turn off now. You know where to find Hunter and I on Twitter um, because we're pretty much from here on out going to spoil the entire episode. Yes. Because it was screened. Woohoo! So the episode 611 opens with baby Emma, who's about 10 years old, played by Grace McKenna, burning the pages of the fairy tale The Ugly Duckling. Some stranger comes up to her and tells her that even ugly ducklings can become swans. From what I understand, it is later revealed that that teenager is actually Teenage August. And But I thought they weren't strangers. Well, remember, he left when she was... Oh, that's right. She left baby. when she was a baby, yeah. not... I was thinking she was a little older. Nope, she was a baby. He took off and apparently checked in on her every now and then, which I guess is good. Yeah. So, and then from the screening, we find out Hook is very old, very fat, and very drunk. And he gets a lot of laughs from the audience. Yeah, so we we did tease a second ago that... You know, we were going to see Hook and the Rishwell, and this is what he looks like. He's actually in – he's very obviously wearing a fat suit. Um, Colin <laughs> looks a little bizarre. I would think so. Yeah. It's always funny when they put a skinny actor in the fat suits. Yeah. Because I don't know if you can tell, but the way they walk, you can tell that they're not heavy. Right. And it's just really funny. It's like John Travolta dancing in Hairspray. <laughs> yeah. But Hook still thinks that he is, you know, all that and a bag of chips. Um, and <laughs> Emma actually has to knock him out because he attempts to have a duel with August. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to see this. So we also see Regina goes after Robin Hood to see how his life is faring in this realm. And she goes to the bar where they were supposed to have met first met back in season three. Yeah, and this is a very different Robin Hood from the one we're used to. Um, in fact, this version of Robin Hood does not steal from the poor and give to the rich, and he doesn't want anything to do with Regina. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, they didn't really have anything to do with each other in season three, too. Right. But, but I mean, I guess they probably come to like each other because, I mean, at the end of the episode, he does go back to Storybrooke with them. Yes, so <laughs> we teased that not only would we see Hook in the Wish Realm, we would also learn what happened to Belle. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the episode revealed that Belle is dead, and we see her bones, but we don't know how she died. Yep, she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> um. And this is one of those times when the writers were like, we're going to see Belle in a way we've never seen her before. Spoiler alert, she's dead. Bones. Yep, you see her bones. So I, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so, and we also find out in the episode that Gideon wants to kill Emma in order to become the savior himself. He thinks this will allow him to kill the Black Fairy, thus becoming a hero. Gideon never fully went dark because he remembered Belle's love for him. Yeah. So in the very first episode back, we will find out why he wants to kill Emma. I I don't quite get it. It's not like savior power is like the dark dark one's curse. It doesn't transfer. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure why he thinks killing Emma is going to make him a hero or allow him to hurt the Black Fairy. Didn't... Emma become the savior because she was, like, born out of true love. Right. I mean, she's born out of true love, and then Rumpel put a drop of that true love potion on the curse, 
which allowed her to be the one to break that break, it. break that curse. So I yeah, I don't really know. But at the same time we have Aladdin who's a savior, but not because of any true love, not because of a, a curse, simply because he was the diamond in the rough and they went to that cave and everything. Yeah. So I don't know. It's so strange. So the the episode like always, flashes between what's going on in a different realm, so in this case, the Wish realm, and then what's happening in Storybrooke. There's not a huge amount happening in Storybrooke, but we do see Hook and Charming trying to confer over how to rescue Emma. And apparently Belle comes to them and does recruit the Charmings to help her stop Gideon and save Emma. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Regina and Emma eventually leave the Wish realm, and they bring Robin along, and Regina welcomes him to Storybrooke. And then Gideon and Emma have a really big fight. Now, is this the fight? I don't think so. Because, of course, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't get stabbed in in this fight. And she does say something like, I am destined to die, but today is not that day or something. Okay. And then there's a, a family meeting of sorts. And apparently Belle makes a wish at the well. But I don't know what that wish is. For Gideon never to be taken away. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's, I wish that I could just, you know, be teleported to a tropical island somewhere and not deal <laughs> with any of this craziness anymore. Because, uh, yeah, it's all crazy. Yeah. So that's the episode. Yeah. That was a long recording we have today. Yeah. Lots of spoilers for you guys. So that's all we have for you tonight. Please share this episode by going to oncepodcast.com slash 278. I'm Hunter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Traveling Pixie. And I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me on Twitter at punk underscore bunny underscore 87. Until next time, oncers. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our great podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodlemix.net. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode. If you would like to be a hero, please visit oncepodcast.com slash hero and thank you for your support.